Hey, and welcome to Talk About Take Me Out, Episode 7. I'm here with, oh, I'm Mickey, and I'm here <laughs> with Nathan Darcy Roberts. Hello. And Patrick Spicer. Lovely to be here. So this is the first episode that we're recording from isolation. Uh, so for those of you who aren't in the know, um, there's been some big things going down and we are all in prisons. Yes. Um, mm. We're all in prisons with very flexible technology use policies. We yeah. snuck in mobile phones, uh, laptops, recording equipment, and we're all in, we're all in a solitary confinement and continuing our lives. Great. Yeah. I can't um, confirm that, but I can suspect it. <laughs> so we're all we're all uh, we're all in isolation, um, and uh, we're recording this episode. So we, we weren't sure what was going to happen, obviously, but we decided to uh, continue the pod. And uh, this is our uh, this is our first one that we're doing remotely. So uh, if you hear any one make any awkward jokes, <laughs> that's because of <laughs> the distance, <laughs> not because of. Someone's terrible sense of humor. Not naming names, but it's me. You're definitely planning ahead for yourself there, Mickey. Yeah, I'm building in some safeties. If at any point I say anything really profound, just know that's not because of the technology. That's just that's the kind of stuff that I do on a regular basis. Also, this is the first time that Mickey isn't naming names because she does have a bit of a reputation as the prison snitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love snitching. I love it. I don't know why everyone's so down on it. I absolutely love it. It's like gossip, but with rewards. Oh, you need to stop bragging about how much of a snitch you are. It is not endearing. <laughs> do you want to do some snitching now, mate? Is there anything you want to snitch about? Oh, no. I do my snitching uh, to people who can then give me, like, um, candy. That doesn't make any sense. That was rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> that was because of the, the, um, we're doing this uh, remotely. That's why that was terrible. <laughs> See, it works. So we're on episode seven, episode season seven, episode seven. I mean, I really liked it because it started with a reference to Jerry Springer, <laughs> just to show that mm. woman's age. <laughs> oh, Christina. poor Christine. I liked it because she was like, she was. It was like self-effacing, and then it had just like an anecdote where I think most of the women on those on that stage might have been like, who. Oh, 100%. Well, I don't know, because when was this recorded? Maybe like no, only a few years ago, so it's still pretty dated. Well, we have to we have to recap what actually happened. Um, she, Christine was telling an anecdote at the beginning about uh, having been working somewhere and Jerry Springer coming in and asking her on a date and then her not going because she thought she already had ham sandwiches for lunch. So she was like, I already have ham sandwiches. So she basically turned down a date with Jerry Springer, but she told the story as if, Jerry Springer was like a sex icon. Like we should all. Be <laughs> yeah, like, that's. What oh my I god, Christine, you funny. didn't go out with Jerry Springer. It's like, is he someone people want to fuck? I didn't. Even twenty years ago, I don't think anyone wanted to have sex with him. 
Also, I don't know. I feel like in that scenario, she left out a lot of information. I feel like Jerry was with a bunch of people and was like, oh, Christine, do you <laughs> want to come to lunch? And she was like, oh, my God, I missed my big shot. It's like, Christine, you pathetic. Also, we should um, remind the audience uh, that Christine is lowball estimate, like 59 years old. So she's a lot older she than the other women. Lowball estimate. So you think a realistic <laughs> estimate is like 70. She's like a mid 40s, mid to late 40s lady. Yeah, but in Take Me Out years, that's ancient. It is, but also she was the thing. The thing I don't like when there's like sort of sort of like a big generation gap between some of the contestants is I'm always a bit confused. But she wasn't confused. She was just like, I'm here to have a good time on this program, and I'm just waiting for an older gentleman to come and sweep me off my feet. Yeah, she played the waiting game, but also yes. she did say um, her ideal man was. Philip Schofield, I'm like, oh, Christine, <laughs> you are barking up the wrong tree. Yeah, this is what you yeah. are single. But with tattoos. But with tattoos. <laughs> haunting. That's not a type. <laughs> How is her type? Jerry Springer and Philip Schofield with tattoos. What well, I want to know. Lats, we go to man number one. Man number one came oh, down. No, no, the no, list. So, uh, we, we, we skipped over something. Yeah, we we can't move over um, Holly Jane's uh, description of what she looks for in a man. Oh, yeah, that was good. Go on. Um, so she said she doesn't want the kind of man that burps and says, do you like that baby? Which led me to believe what kind of men have, well, it's me to question what kind of men has she been seeing? Who burps at a woman and goes, do you like that baby? I mean, I thought, I okay, this yeah, probably reveals way too much about me, but if someone did that, I would think that was very funny. <laughs> yeah. Do you like that, that, baby? I did like that. Yeah. I liked that um, Janine was talking about her way of attracting men. It's is like a rain dance yeah. um, where she's dancing and then that's what attracts the men. And then the dance that she did was um, Beyonce's uh, Single Ladies, which didn't make any sense to me because that's a song that is all about not needing men. <laughs> and it's all about single empowerment. If you walked in and you just saw a woman really defiantly dancing to, like, <laughs> if you like it, you should put a ring on it. I'd be like, well, I'm not going to uh, approach her. She seems like she's very content in her own company. <laughs> but I yeah, think it was more about the moves with Janine. She's all about the moves. Oh, I shut yeah. my eyes and listened to the lyrics when that was happening. Oh, okay. You're not supposed to shut mm. your eyes. It's a visual. Oh, I shut my eyes. <laughs> I put myself into a deep yogic trance. When... <laughs> Nathan, can we just can we just can we just have a little agreement from now on that you stop shutting your eyes when we <laughs> when we watch these? Because <laughs> yeah. we really need you to be able to comment on what's happening on screen. I promise to try, but when watching uh, sort of TV or movies, I employ the daredevil tactic, where by lowering one sense, my others become heightened. Okay. Yeah, I've seen you trying to. I've seen you trying to employ. Uh, um, oh fucking hell! What's that thing called where you do clicks to see things around? <laughs> echolocation. Oh no. <laughs> echolocation to pick out the mise en scène. Yeah, I did that, and I was asked to leave a screening of three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you turn that one down and then just keep your eyesight? Can we get to man one already, guys? Who wants to comment on how he came down the lift? So he kind of laid down in the lift. Can we say that? Yeah, yeah he did. Like, um, he, I was trying to think actually because it it looked like the front cover of there's a Michael Jackson album where he's like that, where it's like one leg is popped up and he's lying on his side and he's like, "Get a load of me." But I think it's bad. It's bad. But also, Lionel Richie famously has a album cover where he's doing almost the exact same pose. I was trying to figure out as he was coming down. I was like, "Who's 
Who owns that? Who's famous for? I don't think it's Seeb. I think he's claiming it. But who? <laughs> no, he's famous for it. Who owns lying on your side with your knee in the air? With your knee cocked, with your hand on your knee. Who's like patented rug. that move? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we have to go to if the no one has, box. we should. We should make that official property of the of the of the podcast. Of the talk about take me out podcast. Yeah, but yeah, can that... I just can I just do can, before we move on? So uh, I just have. Oh, no, I great, wasn't about great, to move on. I, I had, had a lot this more. Great joke. <laughs> I have this great joke because when you said uh, when you said the album cover was the cover bad. Okay, here comes my joke. But mm-hmm. what was the album called? So that's a very good example oh. of a perfect. Yeah, but I'm gonna point. cut. I'm gonna cut it and put it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're going to cut and loop that. Also, we need to say, Seeb lives in a huge house with a swimming yeah. pool with six other guys. This fucking rules. I love this scenario. I would love to be in quarantine with all of them right now. I think they're having a great time. Um, they look like a pack of freaks. Uh, <laughs> <Different>. <laughs> they're just jumping in and out of the pool. Doing... He's a professional... Um, I don't really understand. He's Loser. like a professional... Well, like nightclub... Free, like he just walks around a nightclub pouring people champagne. I guess just like roofing everyone in the nightclub. But for, for Patrick, can you dialed down your cynicism a little bit? This guy's just a sweet guy. He works in a nightclub and he hangs out with his friends. I don't know why you're making this out to be no, such a I think he's, devilish. He's a commercial roofier. <laughs> I think it, it's when people a ask him what he does, when people ask him what he does, he says that he's a roofer. He kind of says it like that, so people think he's a roofer, but they don't really know what he means by that. And then, if, yeah. and then when he has bring your daughter to work day, she is shocked. Okay. <laughs> it's a, we have to put a caveat in here where uh, we say that that is not true. He says that his job is a professional smoozer. He works in a nightclub. I he's mean, a roofer. <laughs> <laughs> and they all dress. The thing is, they they cut. They show a clip of um all of his friends in the audience and they're all dressed the same my title for this segment was uh snow white and the seven dorks <laughs> i didn't know we were writing titles for the segments but that's that sets a horrible precedent for you uh, i i immediately gave up on the next one so this is a one and done um they all seem to quite like that he was a, a party boy the ones who get like shad's loved it because she's also a party person she was like i'm always yeah, partying, also- I'm wild Sorry, yeah, it was also because Shad said, uh, Shad said, like, her reason for turning off in the end was that she said, well, you know, I don't know with all those guys, would you have time for me? And then he he, he immediately said, well, if I had a girlfriend, maybe I'd move out of the house and live with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I considered that pathetic. That was so quick. And, and real- also such an insult to like all his boys who came out to watch him take me out. He was like, I will abandon these people instantly. <laughs> like, I live a, a shallow existence of roofing and partying with these fucking nerds. These oh. nerds are disposable and I will drop this loose weight as soon as possible. They're not disposable. They have Robe Tuesdays. That did seem good. Yeah, Robe Tuesdays where they watch uh, rom-coms and I assume give each other handies, which yeah. seems like a lot of fun. The calendar said party on every other day and then Rob Tuesdays on Tuesday. <laughs> every other day, six days a week. Six days that's a week partying. partying. In that life, then Rob Tuesdays is the real party because that's breaking. A party is just breaking from normal convention, isn't it? It's doing something. Yeah. Isn't that what a party is? I mean, 
Isn't that what a party is? This is why we yeah, don't party, Patrick. <laughs> a party when is I'm in the breaking club, from normal I'm... convention, isn't it? It's like, oh. <laughs> People say that. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Like, you're in the club, you, like, lead into a girl. Like, hey, don't you hate normal convention? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then she goes, I can't hear you. I've just been roofied by C, but I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I go, does he work here? What's his job? Why is he wearing a polo neck? It's hot. And who's that little girl? Oh, that's Steve's daughter. <laughs> you can't. You have to stop making him sound so creepy. He was a really, really nice guy. I wrote down sweetie. No, he was a sweet man. Yeah, yeah thank you. Right. I got no beef for Steve. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> and boy. he picks Holly boy. Jane in the end. Well, yeah. there was a, Holly Jane was the only one who'd left her light on. Date number one: Emily and Liam. I thought this was a pretty sweet date. Uh, and when I say sweet, I do mean underwhelming. I feel like uh, oh. both quite basic. They were nice, but they were quite basic. At one point, I did enjoy the bit when um, she, they go, they do what's it, what's it called? Yeah, what is that called? It's where you, um, it's where you have jets underneath your feet and you shoot out of jet the water. Foot. They did yeah. jet foot. Jetfoot. And she comes out of the water. She goes out of the water and says, "Have my eyebrows come off?" Which led me to believe that she's some form of Mrs. Potato Head. Yeah, you mean a girl? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just means that she had makeup on. I just like it because they always have a lot of makeup on, and then they do these water activities, and it's like, were you not told that this is what you were going to do? Mm. I don't think they are. I don't think they are told. Mm. Because they never seem to, they always seem surprised. I feel like they always tell the men and then the women have to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Classic. Classic patriarchy. Classic patriarchy. Uh, I I just thought they had really good chat. I think she was just, she she just really fancied him. Yeah. by anything. She was laughing Mm. a lot at that date. She was doing that like, I will laugh at you to make you feel good and then you'll like me more. Yeah. There was a lot of that. Yeah, that's what I do in my relationship. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we should mention, uh, you guys have become poly, right, since the lockdown? How's that working? Oh, yeah. Lockdown yeah, poly is actually really difficult uh, because yeah. you're not allowed to see people. It's mostly just I've been jerking off out the window. That's so far as far <laughs> we've taken it. <laughs> Man number two. Man number two comes down the lift backwards. Um, Sounds like a proverb. <laughs> yeah so it's like in um like a, a fortune cookie and you're like oh this fortune cookie stinks this mm. is a this is great because i i was with patrick when we were watching the episode and i saw patrick be absolutely delighted that he was standing backwards mm. yeah it was a real um it's so difficult now to break the form like every different <laughs> way of coming down the lift has been done but i don't think i've seen someone just straight up <laughs> facing away from them and then do a dramatic spin around he was doing really well. He was like doing air guitar, but not in a total lame way. It was good. Oh, wow. Mm. We have had very different responses to this man. Uh, I hated it. I hated it. I feel like he looks like a child star making a comeback. He came down making a Christ pose. I was like, what? And then he got to total wipeout, uh, whiteout. How is that a Christ pose? Christ is not facing backwards. Yeah. He's not famously backwards He put both of his arms out in a Christ pose and lowered his head. As if wearing a heavy <laughs> crown of thorns. I thought that's it was not, that's awful. That's a John Travolta move. That's not a Christ pose. It was a Christ pose. pose. Yeah, Christ got that from Travolta. He was. A, yeah. <laughs> this is a whole uh, 
leaning it's down. Hugh Grant in Love Actually. It's not Christ. No, he was like, Willem Dafoe in the final moments of The Last Temptation of Christ, I thought it was arrogant. And <laughs> he comes down to Meatloaf and then everybody loves the song, th- this Meatloaf song. Like, when, when did Meatloaf become so popular? Why are you so angry about this? This guy is just, he seems like a nice guy. He's doing yeah. a good job coming down the lake. He gets a wider. Why, why aren't we rooting for him? What is it about this guy that's triggered you? Know? This yeah. is, and I'll tell you what it is. This guy is the embodiment of white privilege. And I Ugh. felt deeply triggered by it. Uh-huh, because he's from Oxford and he has a slightly posh accent. <laughs> yes. He was pretty posh. I was very surprised by how much all the girls dug him. As someone with like a faintly posh accent, I resent and hate people who sound like that. I just feel very embarrassed hearing them in front of other people. Like, ugh, you're the square. Patrick does um, not they... want to be looking in a mirror. Yeah, you hate checking your privilege. No, I love looking in a mirror, but I hate looking in a microphone mirror. <laughs> also known as <laughs> a, a sound <laughs> mirror. <laughs> a sound mirror, if you will. Mm, I will. Um, but they all really dug him. I mean, to get, I was very surprised by the total whiteout. Well, he was a cutie. I don't know what. He Maybe this tats. is because I'm the only woman on this panel. Panel, um, but uh, <laughs> this is the panel. <laughs> but I, uh, no, I get it. I get it. I got, I got why well, he got a total whiteout. He was cute, um, but not like over the top. And mm. he had some tattoos, which was cool. And he was posh, but not too posh. It was like he was, he was hitting a lot of like not sweet spots of like nothing too extreme. Oh, he's so vanilla. And I say this as a comment on both his basicness and his tone. He is just, he's the and most- the flavor of vanilla. <laughs> yeah, what do you have against vanilla? Sure. He's, he's yeah, so... mix it in with some salted caramel. You got yourself a nice dessert. Yeah, put some sprinkles on it. Okay, I don't think you that? guys are seeing what I'm getting at here. <laughs> uh, you met, t- took a huge t- t- turn just to talk about ice cream. Yeah, uh, ice cream. Which I'm yeah. game for, yeah. <laughs> You ever go to one of those nice gelaterias? Just yeah. sit out front. You know what? You know, I like the lemon. Go by. Mm. Yeah, you like sorbet. Yeah, I like, I like a sorbet. Anyway, mm. what were you saying? I like chocolate. <laughs> okay, we've heard your position on yeah, chocolate. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> chocolate, good. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very effective derailing of you. Chocolate, um, good is my, my take on Black Lives Matter. Chocolate, good. <laughs> Uh, which is why you hated that this guy got a wide out. Is that right? Did I bring yeah, it back? I just, the, right. he's just so average. All right. So uh, Nathan hates him. Patrick, this is his hero. Okay, let's see where we. Uh, no, it's we not my to. hero. I did like that everybody at the beginning was quoting Meatloaf songs at him because he came out to meet like four people in a row, mm-hmm. except Georgette, who said he was a fine apple. <laughs> did not care for. Yeah. Which didn't have anything to do with anything, but it showed off a little I bit of wordplay from our Georgia. love when the girls have clearly prepared lines and they haven't been able to use them yet. And then they're just like, you know what I'm yeah. going to do? I'm going to use the fine apple line. I've got it in my arsenal. <laughs> I'm going to pull it out mm-hmm. for this one. But it always seems just completely wrong. Um, and then his talent. See, this is all. Can we all agree this is awful? He played the yeah. drums. Um, and what's the song he played? Um. Yeah, it was very confusing, the song choice. Little, it's like a Mexican song. It's like a Mexican song. It's like... Yeah, it was like something like Why? He also played it very slowly and completely out of time. It was really strange. It was so bad. I think the thing is that we're just a bit too used to things like Phil Collins and stuff. Like, if someone is like solo drumming, you're expecting... Yeah, that's the problem, Mickey. We're all too used to Phil Collins. 
Yeah, I've become completely desensitized to Phil Collins. <laughs> but he picks, he gets ultimate, uh, arguably the Charizard card of the women, <laughs> which is Danny. Yeah. Danny! Big surprise. Yeah, okay, he gets Danny. That is a big deal. I think this is the first time we've seen Danny in the final two ever. She's always like, yeah, yeah. Press the buzzer, right? Yeah. So I think she knew. I think she was doing, she was playing the long game. She's like, I know that when I'm in the final two, I will get picked. So yeah. I'm not going to. But she also wasn't, she also wasn't uh, his love at first light, which was a wonderful turnaround because she's always everyone else's love at first lights. It's happened to her so many times. It was so she got to feel the, the crushing sting of second rung status. <laughs> you could see it in her face. You could see she was being crushed. Not cool. But here's okay. Now we're at the point of them walking down the stairs. And this is what endeared me to Ben. Slightly. Uh, they're walking up the stairs. And he says, oh, I'll give you a kiss now. But then clarifies and says, on the cheek. I was like, okay, that was very chivalrous. That was very respectful. It's good. It's good to clarify that. Because she might have thought he meant on her bare back. And then she started. <laughs> Well, a quick pat chest. on the bum. He'd <laughs> be like, no, 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 no. I mean, on your cheek. On your cheek. And she's like, I thought you meant in the center of my spine. Yeah. Let's unzip that dress. I'm gonna give you a little peck on the back. <laughs> Just a little slobber <laughs> on the back. All right, let's go to Alicia and Glenn, date number two. This is a this was a date that went kind of off the rails because I feel like it started all right. Yeah, this was baffling because she um, she gave him a 9 out of 10 um, from the jump. Yeah. So the way that it crumbled away into like total non-attraction, it's like, it couldn't have been a 9. A 9 is a pretty resilient number. I think something has happened off screen here. So like Glenn is kind of, Glenn is like a very sweet dweeb. But then we can agree, like that's like his shtick. He's very yeah. sweet, like sort of like nerdy guy. I think I think what happened is he played the bagpipes for 20 consecutive minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so this was the backpipe uh, the backpipe player from last episode. Yeah, I think he pulled them out of his bag and then she was just sitting there kind of like politely smiling. So that's all of her reaction shots when she looks uncomfortable and that like it's not chemistry. It's just cuz she was listening to the bagpipes. Yeah. But he did also say to her face, I should have gone for Nicole from Glasgow. Now that is a barbed comment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To say that I should have gone for her name. Yeah. <laughs> and where she was from. Um, oh wait, I'm supposed to be leading. Are, we? Yeah. Man number three comes down the lift. Man number three uh, is a 13 year old boy, uh, Will <laughs> from. <laughs> it's just a real break of format to have done that. <laughs> he looked so young. Yeah, he did. In my notes, he says he looks like a model for children's clothes. Things. Yeah, <laughs> he looked really, really young. Harriet was very thirsty. She was just like really on top of him, kind of mm. right away. She demanded to see his skin immediately. Yeah. She was like, I want to see what's underneath those clothes. Which is weird because um, he's very tanned and wearing a salmon pink t-shirt. So he basically looks topless anyway. Yeah, but where's the nips? Listen, guys, I liked yeah. him. I thought he was a cutie. I was, I was, <laughs> I was down with it. <laughs> That's your observation on 90% of these men. Yeah, I think they're a bunch of cuties. I liked him. I thought he was a cutie. What I yeah. what I liked about uh about it was uh, that uh Farah, this uh, this was another great Farah moment. She said um he was a miniature action man. <laughs> and she said, "Oh, I like you. You look like a miniature action man. My name is Farah." <laughs> <So> <laughs> 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 yeah. 
we know? First of all, your name is in front of you. Second of all, this is not the beginning of the episode. Uh, but what's fascinating about Will is that he's named after Will Smith. No, no, his name, name is Will Smith. Smith. He shares a name with Will Smith. Oh, was it named after him? His last name is Smith. I've met a couple of people in my life who are called Will Smith. Yeah, it's a very common name. Yeah, there's a writer called Will Smith as well. It is weirdly common. Both names are super common. What? Yeah, what do you expect? Grow up. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> At one point, he's when he does the he says I'm named after Will Smith. That he does he references Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And he, when he gets out of the cab, he goes, uh, I'm home, smell you later. My theory was that he farted in the cab. Uh, Your theory wasn't that it was completely based on uh, the yeah, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air's beginning no. bit. My theory was that he <laughs> farted in the cab and that he improvised the line, smell you later, because then he, he makes a puff. Uh, makes wow, a what a coincidence, hey? Yeah. And then we learn that he's uh, obsessed with yeah. beans. I'm like, okay, so looks like he's a farter. Okay. This guy likes to fart. I don't I don't see anything wrong with that. He likes to eat loads of beans so he can get out some primo pumps. <laughs> yeah. This uh, this is really revealing about uh, what Patrick likes as well. Yeah, I like to too. <laughs> yeah, Patrick's a real pump pig. <laughs> <laughs> Better out than in, my ass. Okay. So um, let's go to the end bit. Uh, so by the end, there's two ladies left. So uh, we've got Kelly and Harriet. But the thing was, it was a bit confusing because Kelly is a lot older. Yeah, she's an old lady. Well, she's uh, just one of the ones that are like a bit older, whereas he is very young. So I, there was de- there was genuinely like a little bit of me that was like, this date is creepy if you pick. Luckily, he picked Harriet. Mm. He couldn't have picked Kelly. This happens all the time in Take Me Out. They go on dates with women who are much older for inexplicable reasons. And then within the first 10 seconds of the date, they're like, yeah, he was a lot younger than I remember. It's like, nothing's changed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, you're a lot more angry about it than I am. But uh, I just thought that uh, we dodged a little bit of a bullet there. But uh, it was nice. Harriet was the one who was very thirsty uh, in the beginning. She very much liked him. and, uh, And now she's going on a date with him. Oh, yeah, she was. I hadn't connected. She was the person who demanded this skin. Yeah. Now she will have it. So it's a beautiful, uh, beautiful end. And uh, good luck to them. I wish them well. And then we get to, very exciting, date number three, which is Lucy and Nick. For the, uh, for the readers, um, just to remind you that Lucy and Nick were the couple from last episode who had been in a relationship for three years and then had been broken up with, or Nick had been broken up with, and now they both were on the show Take Me Out and they picked each other. It was an emotional roller coaster that Patrick did not believe in. And uh, now we're seeing the uh, we're seeing the sort of results. We're seeing the day. Yeah, I um, I don't want to say too much on this. <laughs> I hated this. I hated it from start to finish. I thought it was really inauthentic last uh, week with their whole setup and that he was pressured into going on a date with her. And then it was worse than I could have possibly imagined because he just spent the entire day pining and being like needy and then she talked about how shy and dependent he was um before and that was one of the reasons for their breakup and it was just it was just watching a very i i didn't even know if it was real or not it didn't feel very real to me but if it was real it was very embarrassing really i think it was real but i think i think it was very much watching a, a a heartbroken boy like getting his heart broken again it was so 100%. cringy. 
I feel he was this asking guy was... her about like men that she dated in the in-between time. He was like asking about people she'd been with. It was like, Jesus Christ, this is so insecure. Yeah, he's it's what it's like probably like a twenty-three-year-old. Let's assume cuck. Uh, but like he's <laughs> let's say but, cuck. But like I know I, I I related to this guy, but like he was deeply in love with this woman who was like she's not a bad person, but like clearly not, not right for each other and is. Yeah, clearly gonna like hurt him again. He was so mm. deeply like in love with her. You could see it. it was oh it was, my like, god, you could see it all of. What I thought was really sad was was basically that like this show because I do believe that they didn't expect each other to be on the show. So for him, this was just such a like you if you are just a shy romantic, you know, early twenties boy. If this happens to you, you're like it's meant to be. Hundred percent. It's meant to be like this is clearly this is clearly proof that this is meant to be. And then you go on this date, and she's just like, "You can't depend on me as much as you used to." And it's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> oh my god." Mm. She also said that he kept proposing all the time. She's like, "He kept proposing, and I kept saying no." Like, this isn't funny. Why are you doing this? Because he What's loves changing? her. Yeah, but why is she doing this? I I, f- I felt I really felt for him because I feel like. Well, actually, I felt for I feel like I've been both on both ends of this situation. Uh, I've only ever been on the male side of the situation repeatedly. That's not true. Surely you've it been is. in a situation where someone really liked you and you were like, oh, I like you, but it's just not right. I can't count on my hands the amount of times I have been with someone. They've broken my heart and I've gone on a dating game show <laughs> and they have been there and we have said to each other and gone yeah. to a tropical island together. You can't mm. count this on your hands because of the amount of times it was or because you can't count? He's got freakish hands. He's got like <laughs> horrible, gnarled, <laughs> twisted up fingers. You can't count on them. Mm. Well, it's I have it happened three times. So I'd need to be some kind of Farah-style mm. monster to be able to count. <laughs> Wait, so you've got... You had three times. I mean, I know of one, obviously, because you what? wouldn't shut up about it. But... <laughs> I so you you've had that's happened two more times. Yeah, but I don't count on my fingers. I count on the hand. Mm. One hand is one. I count, that doesn't I count change the amount. Three is three. My genitals. So I count left ball, penis, right ball. <laughs> <laughs> that way I can add up to three. So uh, then we uh, we we leave Lucy and Nick to their ultimately doomed and failed romantic uh, life, and we go on to man number four. He comes down the lift, and he is old. Old man, <laughs> old man, old man. Phil from Liverpool. My first note in Phillip? caps is, "Oh no." Yeah. Yeah. Phil from Liverpool, and I'm here to negotiate your insurance policy. <laughs> <laughs> You are. He looked like such um, a dodgy dealer. I was quite surprised to find out he was a tailor. Yeah. Because he seemed, he had kind of like a, I'm going to sell you something sort of shady energy that's yeah. also quite boring. He's got he like Vince nice, McMahon though. vibes. He looked he nice. I bet, I bet it was like a looker back in the day. I thought he was yeah, a he looker like now. In like the 1910s. Yeah, he was, nice a good, he was a good looking man. He seemed more aware of the program. That he he didn't seem as um, baffled by the because when there was like thirteen lights still on, he said, "Well, no, that was more than I was expecting." Like it seemed, mm. it seemed like he wasn't as yeah, he knows what he is. He wasn't I know, as vulnerable, I, think, I guess. 
No, I think a runner like fills them in beforehand. Like they're at the mm. top of the lift and they're like, by the way, don't expect this to go your way. Yeah. Then yeah, the yeah. lift he's like, what? And then the lift immediately lowers. Yeah. <laughs> Quick heads up, this could be the most humiliating moment of your life. <laughs> I'm sorry we haven't mentioned it until now. <laughs> but this goes a certain way. So uh, uh, we were with Philip and yeah, I think it was quite a nice, uh, quite a nice story because because he was older, there were only really a few options for him there. I think we can all agree. Yeah. So the only options really were like Christina or Kelly. And I I figured it was not going to be Kelly because she keeps having her light turned on for like little 18 year old boys. So whatever, Mm. whatever her issue is. Uh, but Christina was just, she just was like, yeah, this is my man. And she just seemed really excited. She knew what was happening. She knew how to play the game. She's like, like we said earlier, I'm going to wait for an elderly gentleman to yeah. come along. Mm-hmm. And that's when I'll strike. Yeah. And then she did. And she kept her lights on. And she was the only one in the end, which made sense because it would, it would only really have been her and Kelly. And like I said, Kelly would have turned <laughs> it off. So it was only her and they both just seemed really excited. And it, it was great because she kept her light on from uh, videotape one or like audition one uh, when they just said that he was a tailor and she was the only one who had set the light on. So I had that wonderful thing of sometimes when there's only one person, they get to watch the second bit. And it's just, like, just all eyes are on them. And then he couldn't have given her more of a challenge when he started singing. Oh, my God. And, really and he was terrible. And he was like caressing a mannequin. And you could see her like creasing her face. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. She'd obviously already made the decision that she was going to stick with him. But then it was just to test in how far he could push her patience. It was insane. He delivers this tone deaf recital of music to watch the girls go by. He basically does the yeah. thing where, like, he just screamed it. He sung it like he yeah. was at a football match. It was insane. And the thing is, there's a shot of Christina, and she just goes, bless him. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, she's like in that. it. And then, it, and then he also got the option, didn't he, in the end? He got the option to take a mystery girl from the lift, which um, mm-hmm. that would have been so creepy if he had chosen that. And this, I wanted them to do it so bad. Yeah, me had too. Like come down the lift and it's like, okay, well, you've been sold to this man. <laughs> it would have been so... It's never happened, but I can't wait for it to happen. Uh, just for her complete loss of agency. She's so much younger than that. <laughs> that would be great. Like, And also, Christina would have been... So, she's been so yeah, loyal. Yeah, 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 and yeah. it's like, fuck you. Peace. I'm taking the mystery box. That had one of the lo- <laughs> one of the most sentimental moments is like when he was saying that he was going to choose her, not the mystery box. He said because she stuck with me from start to finish. <laughs> it's like you're acting like you're some eighty year old retired married couple who've known each other for sixty years. Like yeah. you just met. She made a choice moments ago. It's like you don't owe her. She your stuck life. with him from start to finish it was beautiful Paddy's quit and that is also that is all that you need when you get to that stage in life you don't want big romance you want someone to stick with you let's uh let's go to uh let's go to uh wrapping up let's go to um uh villains and heroes please should we start with villains if we don't all have the same one i'm gonna be we need to start with heroes because we do plugs with villains don't we Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, we need we need some with, um, with heroes. Yeah. My hero is Christina. I thought she was great. 
I thought she was uh, uh, really upbeat. She knew who she was. She was uh, self-aware. And uh, in the end, she made all the girls happy. And uh, I thought that was just lovely. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. I think she's she's very close to being my hero. Actually, she may be as well. Ty. It's a tie with my heroes, I think, this week. Who's your hero? Christina and um, Nick. 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 Christina is my active hero. Nick is a sympathy hero. Because I understand, I understand him fully. I understand where he's coming from. I understand where he's been. I understand where he's going, and it's yeah. not going to be fun. Yeah, you are him. Um, I, yeah, I actually, um, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't have anything here. Um, <laughs> Big one. Uh, I, I, let's just say that my hero is um, Sieb, Sieb from Belfast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Because he, um, you know, he lives with seven lads and that could give you the impression that, uh, a bad impression about him, but he was pretty happy to throw them under the bus at the first offer of living with absolutely anybody else. <laughs> All of his established traditions of uh, rope Tuesdays seem to mean absolutely nothing to him. So I liked I liked him as um, uh, as a symbol no. uh, of the transience. No, of you don't have anything. Man. You don't have to make it this long where you don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> I like him as a symbol, and um, no, and I don't. But I challenge him no. on his on his problematic history of lurking around nightclubs. No, you're doing a real hate right now, where you're making it really long. Yeah, so that's those are the opinions I wrote down from before. You're, let's go. Let's shut up, Patrick, um, by mm-hmm. going to uh, villains. Uh, well, actually, Patrick, you get to start. Mine is a two-way tie between oh. Lucy and Nick. Uh, <laughs> I hate them both. Um, last week, I hated just Lucy for her, you know, manipulation. But this week, I think they were both putting on a sickening display. And I was... <laughs> so I would like to take this opportunity to offer them out to um, a showdown. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of wherever you can get me on um, social media at Patrick Spices on on all different types of social media, but um, I will be standing on a banana boat in Fernando's, and you know <laughs> what that means. So I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's a raft um, uh, made of bananas. No, I know what yeah. banana boat means. That was not the part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you'll admit, for me to be standing on it, that demonstration uh, pretty Standing means he's straight up. Yeah, good buoyancy <laughs> and good uh, balance. Okay. Well, great. I think they're a Patrick, thank you, thank you so much for that sickening you day got it. to, ch- you know, use your own words. Yeah, next week I will prepare better. Nathan? Uh, my villain, it's no, it's been uh, ties before, but this one is a strong win for Ben. Uh, ben is my number one villain of the week. Uh, yeah, Ben, I'm calling you out right now. And let me tell you right now, buddy, this is not going to end well for you. Uh, you've got love tattooed on your wrist. I've got love tattooed on my knuckles. Uh, and it's going to blast you upon your head. Uh <laughs> He said, uh, I was sort of when he chose Danny, he leaned in and said, It's you, Bath. Um, oh, yeah, that was gross. As punishment, I'm going to say, It's you, as I push you into a canyon like Mufasa. You are going to get killed, Ben. Uh, you can, if you want to fire me and uh, and take this, well, we can't really take it outside. We'll, we'll sink our daily walks and um, we'll fight then. 
we'll have to we'll wear we'll wear PPE. And uh, if you want to find me, I'm on Twitter at Mr. Darcy Roberts and on Instagram at Nathan Darcy Roberts. Very good. Um, last but not least, me. I'm choosing Lucy as my villain. Yes. Mm. Yeah. I don't understand how you could choose Ben when Lucy is in the in the mix. Lucy, I don't think. No, let me say this. I don't think there's anything there's anything like bad about her necessarily, but I do think she behaved bad in this situation where I just I don't think you love him, Lucy. And so I I just think that you're going to get you just gotta break his heart again. And that's that's not very nice. And for that reason, I'm calling you out. And um, uh, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Mickey Overman. That's M-I-C-K-Y, no E. And um, yeah, just uh, maybe explain to me <laughs> why you made this choice. Ugh, you always do this, Mickey. You always give them the opportunity to convince you <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> give you their side of the story. We're calling people out. Yeah, you're opening. we lay down the gauntlet. You're trying to open a dialogue. No, the time for talking is done. Now our uh, fists do the talking. It's called being an ally. Yeah, but then if you were an ally, you wouldn't make her your villain. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible but I can't just have men I can't just have solely men as my villains that's not very 2020 I think that is very 2020 that's very 2020 that could not be more 2020 okay well then the it's not very 2021 man. and I'm ahead of the curve yeah men are yeah, making a comeback next on. year <laughs> sorry ladies we're coming back <laughs> <laughs> sorry babe <laughs> turns out we've learned nothing put your makeup back on ladies <laughs> here we come make sure you look pretty for when we come we're coming out this lockdown hot we are gonna no fucking about <laughs> i'm leaving my house dick first <laughs> oh that's what you usually do out the window um guys what a what a great way to to end um every single episode we end it the same way every time so uh <laughs> yeah. This has been the ultimate high. <laughs> what a great time! And um, that's uh, it's that's that's been uh, that's been all from us, Mickey, <laughs> Mickey, Patrick, and Nathan. Straight to you from the pandemic, and uh, and uh, see uh, see you next time. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast was brought to you by Mickey Overman, Nathan Darcy Roberts, and Patrick Spicer. Theme tune by the very funny Ben Cavanagh.